As we say in my tradition, Shabbat Shalom. Thank you. So awesome to hear Shabbat Shalom echoed back. And thank you for having me here at Paradox. What an incredible community. And I was sitting here listening to Jasmine sing, hearing your incredible band, seeing your wonderful leadership of your beautiful family. And it really brought tears to my eyes this morning because to be together in community on Shabbat, reading our like texts is really what it's all about. It's why I started my community, Beit Ahava, which means house of love. It's why I do what I do each and every day. And I am just deeply touched by the blessing and the heart that you have here at Paradox. And uh, I thank Craig, wherever he is, from the bottom of my heart, and send him love and blessings to him and his family and to you, his Paradox family. So let's learn a little Torah together, which you saw up on the screen. And Alvin, thank you so much for reading that together with your beautiful boys this morning. Um, we're going to dive into that text. We're going to learn a little Hebrew. We're going to talk about it. And then I'm really going to invite you to look into your hearts this morning and see what you brought with you to church today. Um, we call it shul in my, uh, in my language and in Hebrew, synagogue or shul, which means um, synagogue. So my people, the people Israel, um, of which... I believe we are all a part. The name Israel is mentioned in this Torah portion that you read today. In Hebrew, it's Yisrael, which means one who struggles with God, or one who wrestles, or one who strives. And how we translate that really helps us to have a different understanding of what that verse means. So my first question to you this morning is, what do you wrestle with? And what does it mean for you to wrestle? Is it to engage? Is it to face an issue? Is it to fight for a solution? Jacob wrestled with, some understand it as an angel, but the word in Hebrew is ish. And ish means man or human being? And so the rabbi's question, who is this Ish that Jacob is wrestling with? Because you read in our text, it doesn't seem like it's a human being that is in that struggle with him in that moment. So who is this being, this angel, this other identity, entity that Jacob is wrestling with. And this morning, paradox, what did you bring to church, whether you're at home or you're here in the sanctuary with us, what did you bring with you that you're wrestling with? Maybe you're struggling with your identity. Maybe you're struggling to find a new career. Maybe you're struggling to get your kids settled into new schools or new stages of life. Maybe you're struggling with grief, with divorce, with reinvention after a breakup. We are all struggling. 
And it's often the struggle that brings us through the doors or through the screen. Each one of us carries those burdens, those wrestles, those struggles, and they're hidden to the naked eye, but they are with us in our heart. So this week, in your lectionary, the text asks us, it brings us to that moment where we find Jacob struggling. He's about to meet his brother Esau for the first time in a really long time. And if you know the text well, you know the last time he saw his brother, he ran out of fear, okay? So he's really afraid in this moment as he's about to meet his brother for the first time in a really long time. He's so afraid and scared, in fact, that he decides to send gifts ahead all kinds of gifts, so that perhaps when he meets his brother Esau, he'll meet him in favor. The verse says in chapter, in chapter 32, verse 21, it tells us about all of the gifts that he sends ahead, and then it says, perhaps he will show me favor. So he does this. He sends the gifts, and then he sends his family off. He's like, okay, why don't you guys go cross the river, go hang out, go have a good time, maybe go take those kids to play in the water like Alvin was telling about those, us, those moments that he had with his family this summer. Go, to, go do that. I'm going to hang out here by myself alone. Why does Jacob choose to have that moment alone? Was it only alone that he could face these struggles? Was it in that moment alone that he was finally able to turn himself towards his healing, towards the struggle, towards the fear that he might have had in that moment of meeting his brother? And if there's something that I personally learned this year, it's that when we struggle, it's our job to turn and face our own fears. And we have to do that work in some ways alone. We're not really alone, but we have to turn inward ourselves and take a look, shine the light up on our struggle, on what we are wrestling with. Because in order for us to begin our healing, we have to be able to face it. We have to be able to see it. That's a personal journey. So as Jacob is alone in that moment, and we know that it's nighttime, it's dark, his family is gone, he begins to wrestle with that ish. And in Hebrew, it tells us, and you saw this also in English, until the break of dawn, he is wrestling. It says in Hebrew, Vayivater Yaakov levado. Which we can translate as Jacob is alone and the, the dust is kicked up or he's struggling or he's striving or he's wrestling. So many different interpretations of that with this ish, with him, until the break of dawn. 
The Hebrew, ve'ya'avek, the word avak in modern Hebrew means dust. So he is dusting, not dusting like cleaning off something and clearing off the dust, but the dust is being kicked up in this wrestling moment, in this struggling moment, implying a scuffle, a enrapture that these two are holding on to one another. There's an Aramaic word with this same root, aviko, which means joint, implying the ish and Yaakov, the ish and Jacob are joined together as he wrestles, as he struggles. Remember earlier I said he chose to be alone in that moment, but he wasn't really alone. He chose to turn his heart towards his own struggle, towards himself. But he was wrestling with this ish. He wasn't fully alone. And as they struggled, the rabbis of old explained that this ish was Esau's guardian angel. Interesting, isn't it? That he's wrestling, he's struggling in this moment alone and yet not alone with his guardian angel wrapped physically around him, holding him, kicking up the dust as he's looking inward at the difficult stuff, at the really hard stuff, what is heavy on our hearts, what drags us. So Sephorno, another ancient uh, commentator, tells us about this moment, this avec, the dust being kicked up, the wrestling, the struggling. He says that at that moment, that was the work of an angel at the instigation of God. And this being is called Ish, which we in modern Hebrew call man, because of it. So there's a connection, not only as this guardian angel, some force, some being that protects him, But God called forth this being to be with him in this moment of struggle. There's a similar moment in 2 Kings chapter, um, verses 13 through 17, where salvation really occurs for Elisha at the end of a period of a ton of struggles, of ups and downs. So too in this moment in Genesis 32, Jacob is struggling with his ups and his downs with his brother Esau. And we know by the end of the text that he prevails because it says that. Not until daybreak. So I want to go back to the time of day, right? He sends his family off. He says, I need to be alone, and it's nighttime. Why is it at night? When we wrestle the most, nighttime, we're alone. We're alone with our thoughts. We're alone with our subconscious. For those who don't have partners, you may be physically alone. That's when our life slows down. That's when our thoughts tend to stir. Maybe when our angels, when our guides, when our ancestors, when our spirits can be more felt 
I believe they're always around us, but we might be more aware at that time. Jacob was troubled about meeting his brother again, clearly. We know this because he sends gifts saying, hopefully, that it'll help things with his brother. But I want to bring you back to you, paradox. What keeps you up at night? Is it your health? Is it your children's health? Maybe it's your spouse's struggle with addiction. Maybe it's your future, your career. Maybe it's your core relationship where you're having some issues or your aging parents or your children's next step on their journey. Everyone here this morning has carried in with them some invisible struggling. And like Jacob, we face it when the sun goes down, when we're alone. So remember I said he's alone but not alone. Each of us, I think, too, are alone but not alone. We have to face these struggles ourselves inside our own hearts, but we are not alone because we all carry burdens. They may not be the same. You may be struggling with health and I may be struggling with loneliness. They're not the same burden. And yet, we are each struggling. We are together in that struggle. To be human is to carry this invisible burden with us. The rabbis teach that Jacob wrestled with his guardian angel. And yet in our modern American culture, we teach that struggling and striving and wrestling and facing our own darkness is a bad thing. Those of us who have struggled know that it's when that dust is kicked up, when that avak is activated that we turn to face things that scare us, that we confront our fears, and in those exact moments, we start to grow. Seeds sprout in our deepest moments of crying and tears. We water the fertile ground that then flowers. Out of this moment of Jacob's wrestling and struggling, he is transformed. He gets the blessing of a new name from Yaakov to Yisrael, an outward symbol of his transformation on his journey. And I wonder, as we go back to ourselves for a moment, paradox, I wonder if maybe we start to think about our own struggles a little differently, how it might change our ability to look inwards. So I'm a parent, and uh, for those of you who are parents, you know parenting is not without struggle. <laughs> it's sometimes really hard to grow little people and let them raise up on their own and be their own beings. And I always want to make life easy for my kids. 
and conflict-free. And yet, that is not my job as a mom. And I learned that again and again and again. It's hard to watch the people you love struggle. And I think that's why we want to make the world so easy for those that we deeply care about because it's hard to see people you love in pain. And so we send gifts out there ahead to try to make things better and we use our words and we use church and we use community and we use in my tradition what we call mitzvot, actions of loving kindness and all the commandments to help us get through that pain and that struggle. And yet we know that those moments, those moments of wrestling is where the growth is. So when I watch my kids struggle, those are the moments they're going to grow the most from. And when you watch your friend in pain, you reflect back to them. These are the moments that you are going to grow from. So how about when we look at our own struggles this morning, we turn it around. And we talk about in Torah that we we turn it over and over again because we read these same texts again and again, and yet they're different each time. So how about this week, as we look at our own struggles, we see these moments as our guides. We open ourselves up to seeing our guardian angels present in the wrestling. During the pandemic, I chose to leave my very cushy job at a temple up on the hill to chase a dream, to build a spiritual community of my own. And there have been many struggles during this experience of this bold choice that I've made and many moments where I've needed to sit alone and face the fears, wrestle with the issues and wonder who is guiding me, who is walking alongside me, who is with me. So this week as I was preparing this sermon, a neighbor who has become a dear friend, we'll call him Moses, uh, popped up, his his name popped up on my phone as I was writing. And I was having a moment of fear in that exact moment. And I was thinking to myself, what on earth do I have to say to you, Paradox? And why did Craig choose me to do this? I don't know, I don't think I'm the right one for this. And Moses' name popped up on my phone. And I picked up the phone and he said, hey, how are you doing? And I said, ah, I'm kind of having a moment of fear, Moses. And he said, well, I was just thinking about you right now. And I just want you to know I'm here. How can I help? And then I told him about the sermon that I was writing and the struggle and the wrestling. And he's a man of God, but a man of few words. And he said to me, huh, isn't that interesting? Isn't that interesting, Lindy? (laughs) At which point I laughed and I knew, I knew that somehow my neighbor knew. He always knew exactly 
when to call me. He knows when to show up. He knows when to walk down the street and ring my doorbell. He knows when I need anything. And he showed up at that exact moment where I was in fear and I was in doubt just to remind me I'm not alone. So maybe our role in the lives of those that we love is more like the Ish than Yaakov. It's more like this being, this guardian angel than Jacob. What if our role is to hold on to those we love, to stand by them, to watch as the dust is kicked up, but to let them know that we are here and they are not alone. We all struggle. We all struggle with all kinds of different challenges, but we are never truly alone, paradox. Look around you if you're in this room, if you're at home, look around you, look around the screen. Like Jacob, we have these guardian angels in our lives, these anashim, these ish. Some come in human form, like my dear friend Moses, and others might feel it in a quiet moment of silence or meditation, in a warm embrace, or in the cuddle of your favorite pets. Angels are all around us, paradox, holding on to us, grasping us, and sometimes kicking up that dust with us so that we have the courage to face our challenges, not alone, but guided, accompanied by God and God's messengers. So my question for you this morning, Paradox, is who is the Ish in your life today or this week? Moses is clearly one of my guardian angels. He helps me pick my son up from school when I have a meeting that keeps me away. He checks on me when he has a feeling that I need it, and it's always the perfect moment. In the Torah, this Ish is not winning against Jacob. He wrenches the hip at the socket, and then he begs for Jacob to release him because dawn is breaking. This is the moment that Jacob demands a blessing. And the Ish asks him his name. He answers, Yaakov, and he says, your name shall no longer be Jacob, but Israel. For you have striven with beings divine and human and have prevailed. Paradox, we are here on this earth, striving with beings divine and human, learning to face our fears like Jacob, learning to be alone in the difficult moments, learning to walk through all these challenges when the dust is kicked up and trying so desperately to heal ourselves. But if you're anything like me, in those tough moments, we might forget that we're not alone, that to struggle is human, 
that each of us is here this morning carrying one, if not many more, invisible struggles. To face that difficulty is to be human, but we don't do it alone. In verse 32, 29, it says, Your name shall no longer be Jacob, but Israel, for you have striven with beings divine and human, and you have prevailed. So maybe it's these angels in our lives that accompany us, that reflect our growth to us as well. They are like the mirror when we can't see our own growth so that we can know that we're actually winning, we're moving ahead, we have prevailed. So let me be your helpmate this morning your Ezer Kenigdo, as we say in our text, in a different portion. And let me shine the light and turn the mirror towards each of you, paradox. You've struggled. You've wrestled. You've kicked up the dust. And you sit here this morning because you have prevailed walking through tough moments in your lives. And maybe the situation hasn't completely resolved itself. But even if it hasn't, pay attention. Who are your guides? Who are your angels that are holding your hand? Because we have striven with beings divine and human. And we have prevailed. We are each of us, Israel, because we keep living. So maybe our prevailing isn't as dramatic as Jacob. We don't have a sore hip from the moment, but we face a new day. We got up this morning, we got our children ready, we got our clothes on, we took a shower, we showed up at church, we had a bagel, we sat down, we sang songs, we prayed, we opened our hearts. We kick up the dust in community with our challenges. We have prevailed. And in the end of this text, Jacob begs for the name of his guardian angel. <coughs> he says, pray, tell me your name. But the guardian angel says, you must not ask my name. And he takes leave of him there. We don't all have a Moses. We don't all know who our guardian is. We may not have a face. We may not have a name. We may not know who it is. And yet they are there for us. So I want to give you a moment, invite you to close your eyes if you're comfortable. If you're not, just find something to focus on that's not right in front of you. Take a few breaths. Oh, sorry. Don't touch that, Lindy. I want you in your mind's eye to see a benefactor, see someone who loves you unconditionally. Maybe it's your child, maybe it's your pet, maybe it's a teacher, 
a grandparent, it can be someone alive, someone who's no longer alive, that doesn't matter. I want you to see this being in your mind's eye. And as you see them, focus on that love, that feeling of being safe and protected that they give you just by being in their presence. If they're a human, sometimes you can see it in their eyes. When I sat with one of my meditation teachers two weeks ago and I cried with him, I could see in his eyes the love he had for me. When I hug a dear friend, I can feel it in their embrace. When I pet one of my tiny chihuahuas, I see it in their smile or the wag of their tail. I want you to see that. I want you to feel that right now. Feel that love coming over you. Feel that love melting some of the struggle, some of the tension in your body. Feel that love slowly releasing your worries and your fears this morning. That love is your ish paradox. That's your guardian angel. Breathe that in deeply. Take a breath in through your nose and out through your mouth and feel that love all around you. And I wanna invite you this morning and this Shabbat, this beautiful Saturday to surround yourself in that love. And now bring yourself back to this room, maybe wiggle your fingers and toes. When you're ready, you can gently flutter your eyes open if they're closed. And I wanna tell you, Paradox, that this love is with us now. It's available to us in those dark moments of the soul when we're wrestling and we feel alone. And yes, we wrestle like Yaakov, but we have to remember that we have prevailed, that we transform ourselves from Yaakov to Yisrael, from Jacob to Israel, together with our guardians as we kick up dust. And I wish each and every one of you a Shabbat Shalom.